Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Selling a new vehicle is a tricky task. Manufacturers can pour millions of dollars into engineering, design the most eye-catching styling, and pack it with all the bells and whistles they want. But without the right ad, even the most quality machine is at risk of being a flop. Car companies commit a huge percentage of their overall budget to marketing. A cool $12 billion are spent every year in the U.S. alone. All of that cash means that some of the most respected creative talent in advertising history have worked on car commercials. From the ultimate driving machine to iconic auto slogans and images have embedded themselves into our collective psyche, and some have even redefined advertising as a whole. So what makes a great car ad? Is it a stunning photo? A catchy slogan? Some don't even show the product and instead opt for humor or absurdity. What cultural moments have influenced the best commercials and what companies have taken the biggest advertising risks? We're going to tackle all these questions and more as today on Past Gas, we look at some of the most game-changing, cultural-defining, wildly successful automotive advertisements of all time. It's really appropriate timing because uh, we're recording this the day after the Super Bowl, which is a big advertisement day. Lots of big car commercials. Yeah. Got Eugene Levy selling the new Z. That was unexpected. Brie Larson was there. She says, come on, get in my car, you. (laughs) Yeah, she's like, you old, (laughs) drive my car. And he's like, oh, I'm needed on set. And she's like, no, you're a bean up. Yeah, don't be such a. <laughs> that was a weird choice. Yeah, that kind of lost me. I was like, I like Shit's Creek, but this is a lot. <laughs> They're saying the P word a lot. <laughs> Kia's car commercial with the dog was kind of weird. The robot dog. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Forgot about that one. Does that count? We were having a discussion yesterday because someone bet. That there was the over-under for dogs in commercials was six, meaning that, you know, they bet that there was going to be more than six dogs in the commercials this year. Mm-hmm. Does a robot dog count as a dog? Yes. I think so. Especially in the context of that ad, it was definitely a, it was definitely a dog. Welcome to Past Gas. We're not going to recap every single Super Bowl commercial this week, unfortunately, as much as I'd want to. Bolt up, Rams house. Bolt up, Rams house. Whose house? Bolt up. Um, <laughs> this is Past Gas. I'm Nolan Sykes, joined as always by my co-hosts, Living Lodge in Los Angeles. It's James Pumphrey. 
Toot toot, baby, baby. <laughs> also living large in Los Angeles, it's Joe Weber. Keep it juiced, Wink Wink Nation. I'm here for you. And this week we're talking about all our favorite car ads. I remember when the Challenger, uh, near the, the beginning of the Challenger's kind of refresh life in the in 2010-ish kind of era, uh, they had Dodge made an ad with George Washington driving oh, a Challenger yeah. and uh, and battling the Brits. I thought that was very cool. I'm so happy George Washington is still getting work. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's got a great agent. I, I really like the Hamstar ads. Even though I never wanted wanted a Kia Soul, but I like the dancing hamsters and what they represent. I loved when they came back. Uh, my favorite one is when they like had a montage of them working out and like yeah. getting ripped, and then they they walked the red carpet to Lady Gaga. Oh, very good use of music in that ad. I thought, and they look good. I'd like to see the hamsters come back. That was very successful. Yeah, bring the hamsters back. Yeah, bring those hammy stars back, dude. Making a quality product is challenging enough, but what happens when it's actually time to sell it? To quote the enigmatic ad man Don Draper from the show Mad Men. Advertising is based on one thing. Happiness. Sounds easy enough, right? But happiness comes in many different forms. From comedy to nostalgia, successfully tapping into happiness is undeniably consistent throughout the hundred plus years of car advertising history. So let's dive in and take a look, shall we? You probably guessed that Ford was bound to make this list at some point, and bingo, baby, you're right. Let's start off with them. Despite their massive stack of ads through the decades, we think it's only fitting to look back at a gem from when old Hank Ford himself was calling the shots. A two-page spread, somewhat ominously titled, Opening the Highways to All Mankind. Featured in a 1925 edition of the Saturday Evening Post, Ford leaned into the fact that they were not only a car company, but a symbol of American progress. Their dramatic painting of a young family overlooking a countryside dotted with Model Ts and a Ford manufacturing plant literally in the clouds definitely looked like it could be a propaganda poster for the Soviet Union. But in the 20s, it totally made sense. And I guess it makes a propaganda poster for the U.S. Yeah, it doesn't have to be for the Soviet Union. Why is everyone always coming down on the, the CCCP, huh? <laughs> Man, this is just like the Soviet Union, even though it's happening here. The land of milk and honey tone of opening the highways was selling a dream, which for many meant the incredible new freedom of owning their first car. There's nothing mentioned about the Ford Model T's specs in the ad. The dreamlike painting just implies that Ford was a vital part of the rapidly changing country and... I mean, to their credit, they were. So while today it may seem a little sappy, the message clearly resonated at a time considering Ford dominated the automotive world for years to come. Speaking of father time, few names are synonymous with advertising greatness as David Ogilvy. <laughs> During the 50s and 60s, the guy known as the father of advertising did work for some of the most prestigious accounts in the world. Shell Oil, Dove Soap, even Puerto Rico, all credit Ogilvy <laughs> uh, for creating some of their most successful print and television commercials. Papa O, as I just started calling him, was a big believer in the power of headlines. In his best-selling book, Confessions of an Advertising Man, he says, The headline is the most important element in most advertisements. That's true for YouTube as well. Yeah, man. You got to get that packaging. That's right. 
That philosophy was never more true than when he won the highly coveted Rolls-Royce account in 1957. Ogilvy drafted 26 potential headlines for the first print ad. The chosen one ended up being what he considered to be the best thing he ever wrote. At 60 miles an hour, the loudest noise in this new Rolls-Royce comes from the electric clock. Oh. It's a loud clock. I'm looking at this ad right now. The tagline is great. The we'll say the thumbnail, the image does not really match though. Cuz they are he's driving by a grocery store where there are children sauntering out. Uh probably not a place where he'd want to be driving 60 miles an hour and if that is, that's deeply irresponsible. Yeah. I can't I can't <laughs> hear the child screams over the electric clock. I barely hear the thud of the child <laughs> crushing under my wheels. There's only they they'd use this for a few different ads, and there's only one of them where the car is actually in motion, where it looks like it's going 60 miles an hour. The one in motion does make sense. The one that one's sweet. Yeah, I love that one. It's notable that despite the headline, the half-page image used for this ad isn't of the featured 58 Silver Cloud blasting down the highway, or even of its fancy timepiece. The Norman Rockwell-esque painting shows a smiling mother sitting in the parked car as her two young sons exit a nearby store, presumably returning from a quick errand on their way home. The headline is followed by a 719-word list detailing the features (laughs) of the Magnificent Beast, including a picnic table, an espresso machine. I think if if your mom's driving a Rolls Royce, you're probably not doing errands on the way home. No. You know what I mean? You're going to go run some kids over, drive past some schools, get home as fast as possible so they can put milk on your butt because you're a rich guy. Yeah, they love milk on their butts. After Electric Clock premiered, Rolls-Royce saw a 50% rise in sales in a single year. And it eventually became one of the company's longest-running and most successful campaigns. Interestingly enough, despite Rolls' glamorous reputations, Ogilvy never wavered in his commitment to only working with products he personally trusted. And so, when in 1962 he wasn't satisfied with the latest Rolls-Royce production quality... He dropped them as a client. What a a snooty snob. I don't believe in your cars. Bye. I admire that. That's crazy. Yeah. He was in it for the love of the game. (laughs) I'm also impressed that he was like, you know what? Rolls Royces aren't good enough. (laughs) (laughs) Only two years after the Rolls ad came out, Volkswagen turned the advertising world on its head with arguably the most influential automotive print spot of all time, simply called... Think small. The design was startlingly basic. It was just the famous bug sitting against an all-white background with nothing else on the page but think small. This ad changed the game for a couple of reasons. At the time when most cars were chunky, thirsty, power-obsessed, VW embraced their often mocked attribute of being tiny compared to their American competitors. Think small changed automotive marketing by shifting focus from the usual Look how awesome this car is to a funny and self-aware approach. Paragraphs long texts of lifestyle ads like Ogilvy's Rolls Royce were certainly selling you something, but in a far more on the nose and borderline patronizing way, which is why Think Small was so refreshing. The ad set off an incredible decade for Volkswagen as the brand saw record-breaking profits and became a symbol of the growing hippie and anti-establishment movements. And then they threw it all away and ruined the world and the environment. Along with the equally historic Lemon ad only a few years later, Think Small cemented 
intelligent, quirky humor into VW's identity, something that the company maintains to this day. This was like an episode in Mad Men, right? When they, they like got this guy in, uh, interviewed him and all of his work was like these types of ads where it was like, think small, but he did it for a bunch of different companies and it was the same thing. You remember that episode or no? If it wasn't one, it should have been. Don Draper had a whiskey at lunch and ate a steak. <laughs> Do you remember that one? Yeah, that really narrows it down. <laughs> I want to buy a print of this for the, for the office. That'd be cool. It's a great ad. You sound like a simp. <laughs> I, I'm, I simp for Volkswagen. Another great example of spinning a weakness into a slogan came in 1983 when Porsche dominated the iconic 24 hours of the mall. Now, when I say dominated, I mean they completely destroyed the competition. Nine of the first 10 drivers across the finish line were behind the wheel of a Porsche 956. This gave the company's admin an idea to put a tongue-in-cheek spin on their massive success. Rather than claim first place, or even show the winning car at all for that matter, Porsche released an all-text print ad that simply listed the Le Mans leaderboard, 1 through 10. The top of the ad read, Nobody's Perfect, a reference to the lonely, sour BMW C7 who managed to sneak into ninth place and spoiled a clean sweep. That's pretty sick. That's a good one. A more traditional brand may not have been able to get away with such a smug tone, but in the cutthroat world of racing, sarcasm and competitive barbs are expected, especially when you can back it up with results like those. Nobody's Perfect is generally considered to be one of the greatest automotive ads ever written. Its carefully blended combination of swagger and humor set a new bar for high-performance manufacturers that arguably remains to this day. And Porsche, I mean, they've, they have a string of these. What's the one where it's like, uh, it says like, nobody ever grew up dreaming they'd own a Mitsubishi or something like that? And it's just a picture of a Porsche. That's a good one. That's pretty tight. Um, here's, a, here's a pitch. Pobody's Nerfect. Pobody's Nerfect. <laughs> Pobody's Nerfect. Pobody's Nerfect. Damn, they should have done that. Joe, did you make that up? Yeah. I was actually thinking of Nermal from Garfield, and I was trying to <laughs> yeah. I was trying to do an ad campaign for Nermal, and I could not just couldn't make it work. Pobody's Nermal. Nobody's <laughs> Nermal. It, well, this yeah. episode is brought to you by Nermal. <laughs> 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 like the cartoon side character in Garfield. Yeah, you can get 15% off Nermal with coupon code PASSGAS at checkout. I will definitely use that. Nermal is adorable. Such a cute little gray little guy. Love that guy. Love that scamp. <laughs> Adding to our list of self-aware companies with humor in spades comes Japan's own Daihatsu, who in 1996 released a clever print ad that joked about their six-passenger van. The photo shows a smiling man behind the wheel of his Daihatsu and a group of lively women sitting in the five-passenger seats. The text above reads, picks up five times more women than a Lamborghini. <laughs> uh <-huh>. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> in smaller print, the bit continues. The Daihatsu Hijet MPV is the ultimate babe magnet with its six seats and two sunroofs for when things get really hot. Two sunroofs is a lot of sunroofs. Mm -hmm. That's twice as many as a Lamborghini. 
The copy is so funny that it may have worked <laughs> on a basic image of the vehicle, but the almost cartoonish addition of the characters in the photo make it feel like a scene from Animal House or Porky's, neither of which I've seen. They're both pretty problematic at this point. <laughs> it had a perfect nostalgic twin for their market of young 1990s dads who were transitioning to more practical, fuel-efficient vehicles like the Daihatsu Hijet MPV. Have you guys ever been taking a shower and then you notice a hole in your wall that you didn't see before? And then you look and there's a perv on the other side of a pervy <laughs> scamp? Yeah. <laughs> I hate Nobody's that. Nobody's <laughs> Nobody's nerfect. <laughs> that, was a, that was a thing in Porky's, right? Am I getting that? Yeah, okay. I think so. Yeah, they drilled a hole in the girl's shower. <laughs> Pobody's nerfect. Pobody's nerfect. We'll be right back with more of this story, but first, a word from our sponsors. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now, all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. On the topic of fuel efficiency, it's interesting to look back at how increased environmental awareness over the decades has affected automotive advertising. Did you guys notice that like pretty much no advertisers yesterday used cars that, that were uh, internal combustion? There's like two truck ads mm -hmm. and that was it. Really? One of the most dramatic swings in how cars were sold came after the gas crisis and Clean Air Act of the early 1970s. A massive story during this time was the resurgence of the Chrysler Corporation. On the brink of collapse at the beginning of the decade, Chrysler stormed back in the late 70s, helped in major part by legendary auto executive Lee Iacocca. Lee Iacocca. <laughs> We've done an episode on him, right? We talked about him and yeah. this. We've talked about him in a lot of episodes. Yeah. Yes, we have. Fresh off being fired from the presidency of Ford, Iacocca knew that prioritizing lighter, fuel-efficient, family-friendly vehicles was the way of the future. And so, shortly after he was named CEO in 1978, he spearheaded the development of Chrysler's K-Car line and the first American-made minivan. Desperate to change their battered public image, a unique aspect of new-look Chrysler was that Iacocca himself was the pitchman. The charismatic exec was far more than a faceless suit. 
he actually got his big break at Ford when he was working as a sales manager and came up with the 56 and 56 campaign, which resulted in tremendous results for the company during a slow-moving model year. I believe that refers to $56 a month for a new Chrysler only for that year. Or sorry, for a new Ford, not a Chrysler, my bad. Like David Ogilvie, Iacocca believed in representing a quality product and using an easy-to-understand message to sell it. So, in a series of TV ads during Chrysler's historic comeback, Iacocca, with his politician-like confidence and delivery, acknowledged the company's past shortcomings while promising a bold new future. I like that. I like when a company can admit that it's done dumb stuff. Yeah. I admire that. After listing off specs of their new lineup of vehicles, Iacocca ended each ad by looking the viewer dead in the eye and challenging them. If you can find a better car, buy it. Whew. <laughs> That's heat. Here again, the proof is in the pudding. After the Iacocca campaign launched, the minivan went on to be one of the best-selling cars in America for the next 25 years in a row, which is why Chrysler's quality and plain-speaking pivot is a legendary example of a major company successfully rebranding itself through a marketing campaign. Although today, now they only sell like two cars. Yeah. So we'll see how they rebrand in the future. Maybe we'll do an episode of Wheelhouse on that. Oh, soon. sounds mm. like you're predicting the future. I loved my 92 Dodge Caravan in dead skin gray was the color, <laughs> I think. I had to go uh, identify my do-rag when it got stolen. So What? Wait. I've told you this He's story told before. This story on <laughs> yeah, before. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the do rag and two dollars and change, and then they wouldn't let they wouldn't give it back to me. Technology has rapidly advanced over the last few decades, and so too have the ways companies advertise their products. Not only has modern photography, sound, and special effects redefined the way we experience commercials, but there are also several new platforms to utilize for advertising. A great example of an ad combining new tech with old school simplicity comes from Honda's 2003 TV commercial, The Cog. <laughs> what? Okay. Creating this ad must have been a blast. <laughs> the concept is based on a Rube Goldberg machine where a bunch of parts interact with one another in order to compete an otherwise mundane task. I remember this ad. It's great, but I watched it recently, and it comes off so just, like, cocky. Really? Like, it's so just, like, aggressive nerd. Uh, and I feel like Rube Goldberg machines have gotten way more sophisticated as of late, too. This one's pretty underwhelming. Think of a row of dominoes knocking each other down one by one, then stepping back to see that it all spells, I love you. In Honda's two-minute spot, dozens of individual parts of a new Accord roll, slide, lift, and blow one another until we reach the end of the line where the completed product awaits. French director Antoine Bordeaux Jockey spent months figuring out how the intricate concept would come to life. Uh, Honda delivered the car for the test. And we need to arrive. Everybody jumped on with twos and we started to remove everything. It was great fun to destroy a beautiful car. Once we had all the parts everywhere, we started to play. A bit like, uh, how do you say, uh, monkeys in the zoo? The response was overwhelmingly positive. Not only did the COG win a slew of advertising awards that year, but it led to a huge increase in traffic on the Honda website. 
Nice. Good for Honda. I remember websites. Yeah. <laughs> I, when I was doing research for like the PT Cruiser episode, I remember the weirdest thing was uh, after they announced it at the Detroit Auto Show, there were like 100,000 people that went to the PT Cruiser website and expressed interest in buying one. I don't know how they did that, but it was like (laughs) maybe an old poll or something. Hello, yes. I'm expressing interest in this car. I would love to have it. Hi, I would like to express interest in the the dead skin gray PT Cruiser. (laughs) Beyond amazing new technology, automotive advertisers of today have more creative freedom than ever because of the internet, where the stringent... 15, 30, or 60-second requirements of television do not apply. In 2019, Mercedes capitalized on this freedom with a four-minute mini-movie titled The Journey That Changed Everything. The cinematic spot tells the story of Bertha Benz, who in... Friend of the show. Shout out, Bertha. Big shout out to Bertha, who in 1888 became the first person to drive an automobile over a long distance when she cruised a whopping 65 miles with her two sons in a never-before-seen buggy. This is a pretty good ad. Pretty good spot. I like this one. Stunned onlookers react to Bertha and her motorized Marvel with fear and apprehension as she enters a small village where suddenly the car sputters to a stop. Unfazed, Bertha finds a pharmacist in the local tavern and snags 10 liters of Legroin. She then returns to the car, pours the fuel in the tank, tweaks a few things and starts the engine. Oh, it's so funny you were talking about Legroin because, you know, uh, Legroin is the petroleum fraction consisting mostly of C and C hydrocarbons and boiling in the range of 90 degrees to 140 degrees C. Oh, interesting. Uh, yeah. And the weird thing about it is uh, the fraction is also called heavy naphtha. <laughs> no, keep going. I'm interested. <laughs> well, you know, I was thinking the other day that Legroin is used as a laboratory solvent. Products under the mm-hmm. name Legroin can have boiling ranges as low as like 60 degrees C. Wow. And maybe called light naphtha. Oh, light naphtha. As Bertha confidently drives off, these words appear on screen. She believed in more than a car. She believed in herself. You know, you can't help but think of Ford's opening the highways to all mankind while watching Bertha bomb around the German countryside. Poor choice of words. (laughs) (laughs) With romance and nostalgia, Mercedes tapped into very similar emotions nearly 100 years after Ford did. But also, it kind of educates the viewer a little bit. They didn't know unless they were a listener of Past Gas, which we've already done this story. Exclusive info straight from Nolan's mouth. Also, side note, the ad premiered on International Women's Day as well. Well, yeah. That's why they made it. Oh, okay. Well, just letting you know, James. Bertha was a brilliant and essential member of her husband, Carl's soon-to-be burgeoning automotive business. And by weaving a real-life holiday with an important part of Mercedes history, the company produced a brilliant example of modern, timely advertising. There's no way we could talk this long about commercials and not bring up the big game. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, I mean the Super Bowl. American football's championship is the most watched sporting event of the year. However, there are millions of non-football fans who tune in for a completely different reason. The ads. We call them the weirdos (laughs) because who doesn't like sports? 
Car companies have always brought out their advertising big guns for the Super Bowl. And in the process, they've whipped up some of the most creative and memorable commercials we've ever seen. One of the most beloved Super Bowl ads in recent memory, at least for one particular demographic, is Dodge's 2013 So God Made a Farmer, a commercial entirely focused on ranchers and cattlemen. Hubba hubba. <laughs> Stunning still photographs, some black and white, some color, capture grit, determination on farmers as the poetic words of legendary broadcaster Paul Harvey <laughs> praise the... Praise the work ethic and sacrifices made by people with some of the toughest jobs around. I can, I, I've never seen this ad, but I can, I know exactly what it looks and sounds like. Yeah, I can, I can definitely picture it. Yeah. I love, I love truck ads where it's like, it starts with a. Yeah. Uh, James, remember there was that Jeep ad like three years ago? Chrysler's good at making these kind of. Ads. Uh, there's a Jeep commercial where the Wrangler was just going through that river. There's no music or anything. It's just the sound of the car going through the river and then climbing up a rock face. Yeah. And then, yeah. Good stuff. That was a great ad. Reaction to the two-minute spot ran deep within agricultural communities across the country. Left me teary-eyed, said one Iowa Farm Bureau Federation, uh, Craig Hill. <laughs> <laughs> We watched the commercial. He's an entire federation. Yeah, he's, he's a, a federation fe of one, James. Yeah. He's powerful. Uh, he watched it with a group of local farmers. They had supported the true image of farmers. It brings us comfort. <laughs> During an event where viewers have to come to expect comedy, dramatically powerful ads like So God Made a Farmer can really stand out if well done. And that was certainly the case here as the Dodge Ram continues to be one of the most popular pickup trucks in rural America. Unfortunately for Dodge, Craig Hill is a diehard Ford guy. <laughs> yeah. So he liked the commercial, but yeah, <laughs> he's got a, he's got a bumper sticker of Calvin pissing on a Ram mm -hmm. logo. You know what they say about Americans? They work hard. They play hard. And also Pobody's nerve-fricked. Poe, but he's nerfed. <laughs> now I'm going to cover this Dodge Ram with some hot piss. <laughs> oh, I was wondering when we were going to bring up hot piss oh, on this man. episode. We, we should let us know. Email Pascas at Donut Media if you want us to make a hot piss shirt. <laughs> it would uh, be such a strong seller. I think it would. It's like the TC Tuggers commercial. Who listens? Okay. Sorry to go on a side tangent. I've never, like, that's the kind of music that's in every ad for trucks. Wrangler jeans as well. Jeans. Maybe it's because I'm in my music streaming bubble, but like. I just don't hear actual music that's like that. Do they create it just for commercials? I mean, it's, I think it's, you know, blues rock has always been popular, especially with like 30 to 50 to 60 year old guys. And so I feel like that's whenever that's the demographic, that's the music. So you get people who are, are on the, you know, indie side of the spectrum where they like black keys and it's close enough to, 
Black Keys ish music, and then you have your freaking ZZ Top guys at the other end of the spectrum, and mm, you're getting okay. everyone in between. That's a good but it's it's it, it, it's like a music that exists purely for advertising. Like nobody's going out and listening to that. Nobody's choosing that on their streaming service. It's just like it's it's so it's it's very interesting. It just exists in these like niche overlaps where advertising exists. Yeah. You know, like. Mm-hmm. I'm fascinated I, by I this. I would. I prefer this. I mean, I hate that kind of music, but I would prefer that to the quirky ukulele ad music. Oh yeah. Which oh my god, dude, that they so overused for a decade. I would kind of love to see a. I would love to see like the a, a Zoe Deschanel Ram TRX <laughs> commercial. Well, Just to see how that uh, would work. Best I can do is Brie Larson and Nissan Z. Get in the car, you little. <laughs> That was so weird. (laughs) We'll get back to more past gas, but right now, a word from our sponsors. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care, and we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible, because we're already doing it, all while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Back to the Super Bowl for a quick second. In 2013, a massive power outage struck the stadium in the middle of Super Bowl 47. For 34 minutes, fans, players, and a billion TV viewers waited in shadowy, awkward limbo as the situation was resolved. Two years later, Chevrolet used the blackout as an inspiration. Their ad starts with an aerial shot of a football stadium, but then the screen suddenly glitches and goes black. After a few tense seconds, text appears and asks the viewer, what would you do if your TV went out? The point was that Chevy's new Colorado truck came with a Wi-Fi hotspot, so no matter so no matter what's going on with the power company, you can always count on your Chevy to stream the game. And it's so timely they did it two full years <laughs> after it happened, so it's ever on everyone's mind. That is a very existential question for many Americans. What would happen if the TV turned off? Go hang out with my kids for once. Dare crack a book open? Yeah, dare... Dear crack a book. Crack a book? <laughs> That's how dumb I am. I read one book a year and, and say crack Maybe a book. Maybe try crack a book sometime. <laughs> <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> uh, this commercial wasn't necessarily funny, but the commercial momentarily played with our emotions by reminding us of the bizarre real-life event, giving us a, oh, damn, remember that feeling? Oh, dude, like before. (laughs) 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 Kind of like when Peacock was showing ads for that Tiger King show they're making, where it's also two years too late. Hey, man, production takes a long time. It does. It does. (sighs) Well, from selling the American dream to advanced technical wizardry, straight-talking spokesmen to machine-gun pooping pigeons... We've merely dipped our toes into the ocean of great automotive advertising. If there's anything we've learned today, it's that the best car commercials have always captured the imagination, delivered results, and contained that little spark of happiness old Donnie Draper was talking about. So, what do you think of our list? What 
great commercials did we miss? Let us know in the comments. Hit us up at passgas at donutmedia.com. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, thank you very much for listening. Follow my co-host at Joe G. Weber at James Pumphrey. Follow me at Nolan J. Sykes if you'd like. Big thank you to our producers this week, Thomas Willett and Gavin Kinsell. As always, killing it. There's two types of people in this world. People who work and big old... <laughs> so get in the car. <laughs> Buy a truck. Buy a truck. Maybe try crack a book sometime. <laughs> <laughs> Banjos. <laughs> Maybe try crack a book. <laughs> 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 <laughs>